Good morning. Um, I'm Kathy McCormick, and we're starting our Bible study of Old Testament women, women of the Old Testament. But this introductory podcast is just going to really speak about the ways we're going to pray with Scripture. So the first way that we are going to study Scripture is the Lexio Divina. And basically that form of prayer, praying with Scripture, is uh, pretty simple. You first go to a quiet place and you recognize that you're about to listen to the Word of God. And then you read the scripture passage aloud and then and just let yourself hear the scriptures with your own words. When you finish reading, you pause and recall if some word or insight or feeling or understanding kind of bubbled to the surface. Then you go back and read the scripture again because it will have a fuller meaning. Pause again and then note what happened. If one wants to dialogue with God or, or uh, in response to the word, then you should follow the prompting of your heart. And this kind of reflective listening allows the Holy Spirit to deepen awareness of God's taking the initiative to speak to us through Scripture. So what I want you to do as you listen is um, to just close your eyes. I'm going to read a Scripture about um, Hannah. And Hannah is uh, the mother of Samuel. And you find her story in 1 Samuel chapter 1. I'm going to read the scripture. And then I'm going to ask you to think about if any word or thought or insight came up while I read the story of Hannah. This is 1 Samuel 2 through 28. Elkanah had two wives one named Hannah, and the other, Penina. Penina had children, but Hannah had no children. Each year, this man went up from his city to worship and offer sacrifice to the Lord of hosts at Shiloh, where the sons of Eli, Hopni, and Phinehas were ministering as priests of the Lord. When the day came for Elkanah to offer sacrifice, he used to give portions to his wife, Penina, and to all her sons and daughters. But he would give a double portion to Hannah because he loved her, though the Lord had closed her womb. Her rival, to upset her, would torment her constantly since the Lord had closed her womb. Year after year, she went up to the house of the Lord. Penina would provoke her, and Hannah would weep and refuse to eat. Elkanah, her husband, would say to her, Hannah, why are you weeping? Why are you not eating? Why are you so miserable? Am I not better for you than ten sons? Hannah rose after one such meal at Shiloh and presented herself before the Lord. At the time, Eli, the priest, was sitting in a chair near the doorpost of the Lord's temple. In her bitterness, she prayed to the Lord, weeping freely, and made this vow. O Lord of hosts, if you look with pity on the hardship of your servant... If you remember me and do not forget me, if you give your handmaid a male child, I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life. No razor shall touch his head. As she continued praying before the Lord, Eli watched her mouth, for Hannah was praying silently, though her lips were moving. Her voice could not be heard. 
Eli, thinking she was drunk, said to her, How long will you make a drunken spectacle of yourself? Sober up from your wine. No, my lord, Hannah answered, I am an unhappy woman. I have neither wine nor liquor. I was only pouring out my heart to the Lord. Do not think your servant a worthless woman. My prayer has been prompted by my deep sorrow and misery. Eli said, Go in peace, and may the God of Israel grant you what you have requested. And she replied, Let your servant find favor in your eyes, and left. She went to her quarters, ate and drank with her husband, and no longer appeared downhearted. Early the next morning they worshipped before the Lord, and then returned to their home in Ramah. When they returned, Elkanah had intercourse with his wife Hannah, and the Lord remembered her. She conceived, and at the end of her pregnancy bore a son whom she named Samuel, because I asked the Lord for him. The next time her husband Elkanah was going up with the rest of his household to offer the customary sacrifice to the Lord and to fulfill his vows, Hannah did not go, explaining to her husband, Once the child is weaned, I will take him to appear before the Lord and leave him there forever. Her husband Elkanah answered her, Do what you think is best. Wait until you have weaned him. Only may the Lord fulfill his word. And so she remained at home and nursed her son until she had weaned him. Once he was weaned, she brought him up with her, along with a three-year-old bull, an epa of flour, and a skin of wine, and presented him at the house of the Lord in Shiloh. After they had slaughtered the bull, they brought the child to Eli. Then Hannah spoke up, Excuse me, my Lord, as you live, my Lord, I am the woman who stood near you, praying to the Lord. I prayed for this child, and the Lord granted my request. Now I, in turn, give him to the Lord. As long as he lives, he shall be dedicated to the Lord. Then they worshipped there before the Lord. In going over the scripture, a couple things um, stood out to me. And the one is... um, I'm pouring out my heart to the Lord. So Eli thought Hannah was drunk because she was making a spectacle of herself in, in, in praying to the Lord, moving her lips but not hearing any sound. And he, she's like, no, I'm not drunk. I'm pouring my heart out to the Lord. And I think a lot of times um, in the last six months for sure, I have poured my heart out to the Lord asking for healing of the country, asking for healing of this virus that struck so many, just pouring out my heart to the Lord. That was one of the things that struck me about this scripture, how Hannah poured her heart out to the Lord. The other way we pray with scripture is through St. Ignatius Loyola gospel uh, contemplation. When we contemplate the scriptures um, through the way that St. Ignatius gave us in the spiritual exercises, it's a, a, a kind of a sense that we put ourselves into the gospel. Um, 
they, we use our senses of seeing and hearing and touching and smelling. It makes the gospel scene, scene come become alive. So I always say this way. When you read the scripture, put yourself in that scripture. What if you were Elkanah? What if you were Hannah? What if you were Eli? What are the things that you would think and see? Or you could put yourself in as maybe a servant girl who's, uh, or who's watching the whole thing unfold. There's a lot of different ways you can um, contemplate Scripture, but the idea is really to focus on the emotions of what's going on. You know, how does Hannah really feel, and have I ever felt that way? Um, have I uh, needed something so bad or yearned for something so bad that I know only the Lord could give me? Um, so when we think about gospel contemplation, we think about putting ourselves in the scene of the scripture, putting ourselves in that story in some way, shape, or form, and try to think and experience about the feelings that the people in the scripture must have had. So I'm going to do that again. I'm going to read the scripture one more time. It's a long scripture. It's a chapter, 28 verses, but I'm going to read it. And I want you to close your eyes and put yourself into that scripture as one of the characters in the scripture or just uh, an onlooker who's, who's letting the scene unfold and let the emotions of that come forth. So here we go again in 1 Samuel 2 through 28. Elkanah had two wives, one named Hannah, the other Penina. Penina had children, but Hannah had no children. Each year this man went up from his city to worship and offer sacrifice to the Lord of hosts at Shiloh, where the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, were ministering as priests of the Lord. When the day came for Elkanah to offer sacrifice, he used to give portions to his wife Penina and to her sons and daughters, but he would give a double portion to Hannah because he loved her, though the Lord had closed her womb. Her rival, to upset her, would torment her constantly since the Lord had closed her womb. And year after year, when she went up to the house of the Lord, Penina would provoke her and Hannah would weep and refuse to eat. Elkanah, her husband, would say to her, Hannah, why are you weeping? Why are you not eating? Why are you so miserable? Am I not better for you than ten sons? Hannah rose after one such meal at Shiloh and presented herself before the Lord. At the time, Eli, the priest, was sitting on a chair near the doorpost of the Lord's temple. In her bitterness, she prayed to the Lord, weeping freely, and made this vow. O Lord of hosts, if you look with pity on the hardship of your servant, if you remember me and do not forget me, if you give me your handmaid, a male child, I will give him to you, said Lord, all the days of his life. No razor shall ever touch his head. As she continued praying before the Lord, Eli watched her mouth, for Hannah was praying silently, though her lips were moving, her voice could not be heard. Eli, thinking she was drunk, said to her, How long will you make a drunken spectacle of yourself? 
Sober up from your wine. No, my lord, Hannah answered. I am an unhappy woman. I have neither wine nor liquor. I was only pouring my heart out to the Lord. Do not think your servant is a worthless woman. My prayer has been prompted by my deep sorrow and misery. Eli said, Go in peace, and may the Lord God of Israel grant you what you have requested. She replied, Let your servant find favor in your eyes. And then she left. She went to her quarters, ate and drank with her husband, and no longer appeared downhearted. Early the next morning they worshipped before the Lord and then returned to their home in Ramah. When they returned, Elkanah and had intercourse with his wife Hannah, and the Lord remembered her. She conceived, and at the end of her pregnancy, bore a son whom she named Samuel, meaning, because I asked the Lord for him. The next time her husband Elkanah was going up with the rest of the household to offer a customary sacrifice to the Lord and to fulfill his vows, Hannah did not go, explaining to her husband, Once the child is weaned, I will take him to appear before the Lord and leave him there forever. Her husband Elkanah answered her, Do what you think is best. Wait until you have weaned him. Only may the Lord fulfill his word. And so she remained at home and nursed her son until she had weaned him. Once he was weaned, she brought him up with her, along with a three-year-old bull, an apa of flour, and a skin of wine, and presented him at the house of the Lord in Shiloh. After they had slaughtered the bull, they brought the child to Eli. And then Hannah spoke up. Excuse me, my Lord, as you live, my Lord, I am the woman who stood near you praying to the Lord. I prayed for this child, and the Lord granted my request. Now I, in turn, give him to the Lord as long as he lives. He shall be dedicated to the Lord. Then they worshipped there before the Lord. In reading this scripture, I put myself in the place of an onlooker. And I started to think about how I would feel if I saw Penina just torment Hannah. And um, I didn't like it. I, I felt uh, anger at the injustice of it all. Um, poor Hannah, who desired to have a child, and Penina kind of lording it over her that she had children and that she was better than Hannah. It's kind of heartbreaking and, and angry. And if I was an onlooker or a servant in the household, I probably couldn't say anything, but that had to have been just difficult to see. And then um, I think about uh, the joy that uh, Hannah had to have had when she finally had her son. And I think the thing that strikes me the most, if I were looking on this, this scene, the faithfulness of Hannah and the integrity of keeping her promise to the Lord. I would think that, that I would want to keep that child for myself. But Hannah's selflessness and gratefulness that she shows in handing that child over to serve the Lord. Uh, it's amazing faith that Hannah has. 
and um, an amazing journey that she experienced. Lots of emotions there. I'm sure she had joy when she gave birth and the, the, the delight in weaning her child, nursing her baby. And how it must have teared her apart to hand her child over. But she did put the Lord first. And I think that's what we all need to do, is put the Lord first in our lives. And if that means to sacrifice the things we love, then I guess that's what we're called to do. In any case, this Bible study, we'll be looking at the women of the Old Testament, and there are many stories of courage and faithfulness and um, angst and uh, all kinds of um, emotions we're going to be experiencing listening to the stories of these women. Um, What's exciting about this particular Bible study, too, is that many of you, um, many of the people, each each one of the leaders took a a woman of the Old Testament to uh, study and to create the lesson. And so you'll be hearing commentaries throughout this year from different people who studied different women in the Old Testament that belong to the Cathedral Bible Study for Women. I hope you um, enjoy the study, and I'm very glad that you joined this podcast to listen in in the introduction. Please reach out to the Cathedral of Christ the King if you would like to get more information. And may the Lord bless you and keep you. God bless.